This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. This week's podcast is about Dr. Betty Martin's three-minute game. This is a game about giving and receiving, and it's pretty cool because it's not just for romantic partners or romantic situations. This game can be used in platonic relationships, business relationships, etc. Enjoy. Hold please for sound. Hold Set my alarm for 28 minutes. Hold please for sound. Siri, can you remind me that Lauren gets no penis <laughs> this morning? Is that literally what it said? Yeah, Lauren gets no penis done. Lauren gets no penis. Yeah, it's okay, the 35 or no one. Won it anyway. Like the, it's like the frontier out there. What? My penis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my penis hair is. <laughs> it's wild. The craziest thing is. I like, love that we're calling it hair. We're not. We're not. My penis beard. It... The craziest thing is, it's not like affecting my sex. Like if you were to cut off sex, I'd Should get I on a lot more. Should squeeze my legs close tight together and not give you any? Give me any? Oh no, I. You don't know. No, you're cut off. <laughs> Good You're morning, baby. Off. Yeah, good morning, honey. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday, Shug. How are you feeling going into the... It was a full moon last night. Are you still feeling... Do you feel groggy when you don't sleep with a no, full moon? I feel fine. Like, I woke okay. up at like probably 3, 4 in the morning, and I was like, whoa. I was wide awake, and then I forced myself to go back to bed. Good. And then I just... Uh, like, random dreams, weird dreams, but whatever. I get affected by the moon more? Mm-hmm. Why? Because of my Enneagram? Because you're a petite little man. Because of my size? That's fucked up. <laughs> Because I'm closer to the equator? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> so you're closer? I have no idea, but I think for the same reason that your body loves the ocean, right? Like you are called to water. You really, it's very soothing to you. I'm sure it has something to do with that. I, I am sure there is a reason in your human design chart or in something that you are really affected by it. Hmm. But I, it's got to be the same things that draw you to the ocean. Okay. So, I don't know. I can get affected by it, but I have to be at a certain place in my menstrual cycle, too. This this one, I was just out cold. It was lovely. Your menstrual, like, this time? I had finished oh, last my night. menstrual cycle. Last yeah, night. and so I didn't... This one, I just slept like a baby. I've also... This full moon's really exciting, and I feel very, very excited about so many things I have personally and professionally on the horizon, and... They feel like dreams just under the cold, hard ground. Like it just, this whole time of year feels very symbolic for me for some reason. So I'm riding it. Sweet. I'm riding that wave. Good. And just going to let it be. So nice. I don't, I don't know. And we had we had some buddies over last night, so I, my heart felt really full. I slept fine. Slept fine. Do you have anything, I don't know, anything been coming up for us recently that you wanted to talk through? Anything that has been like a subject that we have been talking about a bunch? Something come to your mind? Like that we've been discussing? Yeah, I don't know. I I find us, we will get on like a topic that we can't stop chatting about. Other than like TV and sex stuff? (laughs) We mostly just talk about TV and sex stuff. And then so? it's like, hey, I'm going to the golf course. It's like, great, I'm going to work. Talk about so much more, darling. Mm. But way to make us seem shallow. Like shallow, simple human beings. You're right. We do talk about, and I think most, not most, lots of couples and partnerships find themselves in, yeah, talking about a lot of TV. Yeah. 
We could talk about for sure the three minute game. And the reason that that I mean, it would be a real benefit to me professionally if you're willing to do this, because I share the concept of the three minute game with every single solitary one of my students because a few things and we could relate it back to the times you and I have had the discussion of that you are great at serving you sometimes serve even when I haven't asked you to help with something Right. And so we could relate that to the three minute game too. Sure. Because it definitely connects. Is sure. that okay with you? Yeah. Great. So can I give the basic premise for this game and then we can talk about our experience with it? I would love to just hear your firsthand experience with the three minute game. So three minute game is two questions that both partners take turns asking one another. If you're playing with more than two people, totally fine. I just recommend you like take turns playing with another person. It can be played with a thruple or something like that. It just gets a little technical. So for clarification, this is an intimate game. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. I just wrote a version for a client to do with their roommate because they don't have a partner. Um, because of the reasons that we'll get to in a little bit. So the initial game was Partner one asks the other, how would you like me to touch you for three minutes? This could be all clothed, no, but nothing intimate. This could be a hand massage. This could be, will you brush my hair? This could be, could you scratch my back? It does not need to be sexual. I actually, I encourage that the first time it's not sexual because the whole concept is to build trust and to practice asking for what we actually want. So again, question one is, how do you want me to touch you for three minutes? Okay. And then the person on the other side responds with how they would like to be touched for three minutes. Then there can be a negotiation. So if I asked you and you said, could you rub my back? I could say, absolutely. Would you like that pressure hard or soft? Then you could share. Then the person who is receiving the touch practices like luxuriating in the acceptance of the service, not stressing about, oh, this person serving me might be tired, all these things. And the person who is serving takes joy in giving a gift. Okay. So that's question one. How would you like to be touched? How would you like me to touch you for three minutes? Then they switch turns. The other, the person who was just receiving asks the other person. Then the next question is, person says, how would you like to touch me for three minutes, okay? So then the responder gets to think about how they would get joy from exploring the other person's body. So now they are taking from the other partner and the other partner gets to choose if they do or do not allow the taking from their own body. So I would say to you, how would you like to touch me for three minutes? And then you would say, hmm, like, can I massage your tits, right? And I would say, hmm, do I feel comfortable with that? No, that was like, whoa, that was a jump from the back scratching. But you could... I get to the point. Right? <laughs> but you could do a really deep tissue massage on my shoulders. And you could be like, no, nah, I don't really want that. I really wanted to explore your tits. And I could be like, well, okay. You could do my collarbone. And you could be like, ooh, actually, yeah, I'd love to explore your collarbone. That sounds lovely, okay? The the real juicy part can be in the negotiation sometimes because it's very important for the person who's allowing use of their body 
to feel really open-hearted. So then the taker, you in this instance, spends three minutes just taking for their own enjoyment from their partner. And the partner on the other side is not receiving this time. They are allowing, okay? They're allowing their body to literally be delicious and delightful to their partner and taking joy from that, taking joy from their partner taking from them. And then you switch places and it's done. So the two questions are, how would you like me to touch you for three minutes? And then how would you like to touch me for three minutes? Okay, so first one is, how would you? I, I know, it's, this is, it's the simplest words, but don't they get confusing? Yeah. One more time, baby. Okay, how would you like to be touched? I would like a shoulder massage. Great. And then you do that for three minutes. And then I ask you, how would you like to be touched? Mm-hmm. And then I say, I'd like a shoulder rub for three minutes. Great. Okay. Then question two is, how would you, okay, I ask, baby, how would you like to touch me? Yeah. And then I say, can I explore your bare back? Just trace my fingernails on it. Great. Mm. Okay. Uh-huh. And then I say, how would you like to touch me for three minutes? Oh, let me like play with your butt cheeks, but PG-13. Great. Yeah. Okay. So it's so fun for so many reasons. I had clients play it the other day who've been married for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And one of the partners said to the other, you want to do what to me? And the partner said, yeah. And the other one said, you've never asked, like, you've never done that before. And the partner said, you've never asked me how I want to touch you. Can you share what it was? No. Okay. Confidentiality. Great. Um, but isn't that fun? Because was it was it a turn on for the partner? That such a turn on. So the surprise was okay. The cool. partner said, "Can I?" And they said, "Yeah." Oh wow! Okay. So then it became delightful, mm-hmm. and oh, it's so simple. And I know it sounds so juvenile. And I have had so many clients report back that the first time felt awkward and clunky, and silly. And yet, the more they practiced it, the more it just became like almost habitual. Hmm. And that's where like the money is because isn't that what sexy communication should be too? And I can relate to that because like the first time you brought it up to me, I'm like, it sounds Mm -hmm. corny. And then we played it. (laughs) We've only played it one time, right, babe? (laughs) Fuck me. And then we played the game and... Sure, what, sure, sure, what, sure. What were your what were your positives about the time that we played it, and then like what were things that you kind of were there? Was there anything you had to work through, or were there any negatives? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer because I think it gives you freedom to answer, but I really want to hear your thoughts because I feel like I've talked so much already. Hardest thing for me was being still during the service and not thinking about. Is he bored of doing this thing mm. for three minutes, right? Just accept, just accept, just luxuriate in this service. So like receiving. Mm-hmm. That was a challenge to receive? Mm-hmm. Me too. It was a challenge to receive because I get in my head sometimes like... You're so far away oh, from thanks, your babe. mic. Too. It was a challenge to receive because I get in, I've gotten in my head in the past, like past lovers where it's receiving pleasure is a bit of a challenge for me. I'm more comfortable giving it. Yeah. Yes, you are. I guess because you, in the giving, you're more active versus like having to be passive. So, yeah. The creator of this modality says that there's more control 
in the giving and in the taking. Mm -hmm. That it's scarier in the receiving. Mm -hmm. You're not in control of the sexual encounter. I get in my head. Yeah. Which I think is the most fascinating thing to think about. Yeah, which is crazy. It's like, I mean, yeah, I get in my head. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't that that neat? Yeah. What I'm holding back is like sometimes blowjobs in the past for me, Mm -hmm. I get in my head and then like in my mind it's like you need to come. She's been down there for like 10 minutes and then it just kind of fucks everything up. This is why this modality is Versus just enjoying getting suckled upon. Suckled? Hmm? Sucked up upon? Sucked up apotamus? Blowjob apotamus rex? No. Blowjobosaurus. (laughs) I love oral sex and suckled is not blah. Um, Anyway, yes, right? I, I would say exactly the same. Receiving oral sex, not worrying about the comfortability of the person providing the oral sex for you. Oh my gosh. That I, I think it's one of the top things that gets in the way for most humans receiving oral sex. It's common. Right? It's absolutely. So common. Absolutely. And I gotta hurry up and I gotta hurry up and finish because this person's working so hard. Yes. And so here's a fascinating topic that I that I share from this wheel of consent, which is the modality that came out of this three minute game. I would love to help people with it. It's my favorite thing. I think that conscientious lovers are afraid of not being outside of the taking quadrant. I think they're afraid of it turning into like a, you get down on your knees and get right. They're, they're not going to do that. They don't want to be a forceful, non-consensual taking thing. So I think they, they're so afraid of taking pleasure, right? That they go to not being able to receive pleasure. Which is what's so fascinating, right? It's not non-consensual. It's like, here, I'm giving you a gift. Would you like it? Right? But then we get into our heads and then it takes us out of the moment. And then we don't get to have the orgasm that we were originally like so desirous of. So that's why the three-minute game is so fun to play. I enjoy, tell me how you enjoyed, the time-bound aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to end. Like, the person's going to mm-hmm. be okay because it ends. How did that feel in your body? It goes by quick. Yeah. You set an alarm and it goes by quick. So fast. Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that allowed? Say like you get down on your knees, some type of like power thing, like a power dynamic. Is that allowed within the three minute game? Sure. If somebody said, "How would you like?" Because you're allowed to, to you're allowed you. to say to your partner, "Like, no, that doesn't mm-hmm. work for mm-hmm. me." Mm-hmm. Isn't that a slippery slope where it's like, "But this is what I want." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So one of the other things that's so neat to learn through this game is what we're afraid to ask for. Because sometimes Dr. Betty Martin will say, we obsess so much over the response that's going to come back to us mm-hmm. that we don't ask for it in the first place. So one of the reasons, baby, that I encourage people to play this game is for exactly that reason, that they would love to see what it feels like to have their partner on their knees giving a blowjob. But they've always been kind of scared because they didn't want to be a derogatory lover, right? Maybe they work yeah. on dismantling that kind of toxic sexuality in their relationship, okay. right? Say it's hetero, 
and the man is like, I've never wanted her to feel like that. And yet it's an erotic turn on of mine. We were just talking about this, right? Okay. What you would demonstrate against during the day is sometimes really hot in the bedroom. Red li- what, what's the red light district Let me analogy? into your red light district. Yeah. yeah. Right. So perhaps it is a turn on to him, right? Cisgendered male lover. But he doesn't want ever his wife to feel degraded. Mm-hmm. So he's never asked for it because he doesn't want her to feel like that. What if she'd be totally down to give that? Yeah, what if it would make her hot? What if she's like, you've never asked for that. I would love to give that. Same thing your client said, yeah. Right? It was a surprise. It was a nice surprise. Because within uh, this modality. Okay, but what's okay. what's the for the, the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, you want what? What if you get a bunch of negative pushback for being super vulnerable? Does that blow up the game? Do you and your, your, your babe get in a fight now? Not as bad as the intimacy cards, so I don't know. Intimacy cards. Intimacy cards destroying long-term partnerships forever. I always say that if it does blow up in your face, well, then you're welcome. You have a much bigger conversation that needs to be had. Mm. I'm sorry. You need to be working with a sexuality educator or you need to be working on communication. Yes, that's true. That's that's the long-term solution. But if like two people are, I don't know, trying to spark up a relate, uh, like spark up like an intimate thing or just trying to come and then go about their day, it's a scary ask, babe. I know that's the long-term solution that you said, but What do you mean? Is this good? Yeah, unpack this for me cuz this is good. If I don't I'm 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 speaking in the third person yeah. because I don't have scary asks that I haven't fucking asked you already. Shout out marriage. And um, shout out healthy communication. I just and love when you do shout outs. <laughs> they usually get a hand gesture. Huh? Shout out. I like the point. Okay. Point. Shout out hard, marriage. I had a hard point. And um, oh, I'm just, I'm just looking out for my people that are really, because I've been there in the past and I've been there with you too until it gets broached. I'm looking out for my people that are almost certain that it's going to lead to more trouble than it's worth. Okay. And then it's going to blow up the whole thing in the moment uh-huh, too. Uh-huh. This whole three-minute game, it's volatile. Right. Well, what's the what's the solution to volatility? Do you just mm-hmm. temper? Do you just kind of, oh, okay, so. Yeah, this is fascinating. Yeah, you just, I guess, maybe the first time, mm-hmm. just like anything else, you kind of dip your toes in. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I knew you would. I knew you would come to this answer on your own. I would solve it myself yeah. by talking <laughs> around right. in circles. You, do not play naked in the bedroom first. Then do not. Right. So you can do it in the car. Graduated risk. Do it in the oh, car. Sure. You can do it in the car, and then just you know. Boop, 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 I made boop, a completely boop, 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 generic version for roommates that that's almost more like a game. Like, how can I serve you for three minutes? Mm-hmm. And it's like, will you make me a sandwich? Yeah. Right. Mm. I mean, you could. Will you take out the trash? Like, set a three-minute timer. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, it could be a game. It doesn't have to involve physical touch. Yeah. And then, how would you like to take from me? How would you like? How can you take from my time for three minutes, right? And so we came up with this very long list. Can I ask you some questions and get your honest answers? Can I turn on music and you have a dance party with me? Things that are inherently happy to us, joyful to us. How would you like to take from a partner? And then I would, I do say if there is not enough safety in your relationship to be asking these types of questions, there are some deeper things going on that you deserve to get to work through. 
you you do relationships should get to be we were just talking about this the other day not heavy and like a burden partnership should get to be fun and wonderful i think it's this lie that we've been told that like whoa that marriage marriage is hard it's like uh yeah, there are seasons of difficulty but i truly believe that we could be if we just put a little bit of effort in the reward can be so great. Lifting heavy weights is hard, but the kind of the euphoria you get and then the results mm. that you get over time, the hard thing becomes enjoyable. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Anything anything hard repeated over time becomes easy. Yeah. Trained for, practiced yeah. for, right? Yeah. You, it, sports are such a perfect example or mm -hmm. weightlifting or something like that. Such a perfect example. The people who do a couch to 5K type of challenge, right? I love those because it's like it's just incremental stretches of running. And you'll see people. It becomes enjoyable. It's then fascinating. It becomes I can't run. I'm always like, maybe I could do that though. What do you tell, what do you tell somebody that like their partner doesn't want to do the work? Willing to provide. It's okay to have needs. We say this all the time, right? Like. We are humans. We should have needs. We should have wants. We should have desires. But the responsibility to know what those are falls on our shoulders. And so I think so often people don't have these conversations in the beginning of relationships so that A, they can continue, but B, so that both parties know what they're actually getting into. We had a lot of like brutally honest conversations at the beginning of our Jump. relationship. And I think one of the reasons we didn't fucking talk it out like, oh, we need to do this. Mm -mm. But it's... I've never done that prior. Had had you ever done that prior? No, but it was something I was not going to budge on this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, I wanted to put it all out there, mm -hmm. especially our stakes were so much higher because I was going to move to you to be with you. Yeah. This wasn't like get to know each other in uh -uh. the same city on the weekends. Uh-uh. Well, yeah, and there were so many fascinating uh, – our souls felt connected, right? We're always like, we must have known each other in some past life. Our souls felt connected, but both of us are too rational and logistic brained to be like, sorry, sorry, fucker. So, you. God damn it. Then it goes into you're sleep. Gonna, you're going to be gonna so do it again. banked later. Both of us. Spanked? No, I mean, both of us are so. Yeah. So both of us. Uh, yes, we felt like we had known each other for forever, but are so logistically brained and rational. We're also in our mid-30s, too. Yeah, that we were both like, we, nah, We've been through it. Sure, it sounds so lovely. Move across the country for love. Moving for love, shout out. Uh, but we knew we needed to have some tough conversations, and I agree with you. I think, I think the cross-country move forced us to have some really practical conversations like, hey, I need space. I need to not be your everything. I need, right? I, I think we both had need, like human need conversations mm -hmm. very early on. Mm -hmm. But we were having them also on our initial date in San Diego and at our, like, weekend away. And we weren't talking logistics then. Mm -hmm. We were talking theory, sure. But it was very clear to me from the jump, why am I using that phrase so often, that you knew yourself, you knew your needs. And it was very attractive to me because then I got to say, huh, are those ones that I'm interested in providing? It is not wrong to be uninterested in being the type of partner that somebody needs. I would 
be very bold to say. It's actually more unethical for you, human being, to get into a relationship with someone knowing what their needs are and like pretending in the beginning. I I, I think we're also desperate for belonging. Mm-hmm desperate for what this culture like applauds which is especially like partnership or monogamy or marriage right that we sacrifice our own individuation to get into these partnerships just for clout just for to have a boyfriend or just to have a girlfriend or just to have a label and i think it's heartbreaking because not only are we sacrificing our own needs we are doing a a wrong to somebody else who deserves to have their own needs too. Then we have breakup culture, which like celebrates this like mean spirited dragging another person's name through the mud instead of, could it just be that y'all had different needs and wants? I feel like I just went on a soapbox. Thanks. Go back (laughs) to the three minute game. You went in thinking it was going to be the corniest exercise. You were like... Not the corniest exercise, You were doing it to indulge me. You were being very sweet. I said, can we please play this? I was saying yes. I was saying sure. Yeah. But where... Yeah. Where along the lines did it change? How did did it leave you? It was just so hot. It was was such a like turn on and build up. And then we had to stay within the frame of the exercise where if it was me rubbing your hand, what I really wanted, I couldn't get at that time what's that called um a barrier right yeah so that's another one of the yeah we hadn't even talked about this barriers are very hot it's so hot right it's kind of like being teenagers and being like we, we shouldn't we can't yeah right and in long-term partnerships especially there's none of that there's no like restrictions we got to create barriers yeah. It creates barriers, which was a huge turn on. It was you. I I haven't seen you like that in so long. It was Mm -hmm. so fun, right? Because it was like, no, we had we agreed agreed upon a consensual time frame of no, you can only do this right for three minutes, Mm -hmm. and mm, uh, by the end of that three minutes, it was was very hot. Mm -hmm. It was very very hot. How was your experience with the game? So gratifying, yeah. The, I think one of my favorite things ended up being taking from you because oftentimes I but love which touching Baby, you. which one's taking? Is that giving or receiving? It's receiving. Receiving, okay. Yeah. Taking from, okay. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That it's an act of receiving. Mm-hmm. So I was taking from your body purely for my pleasure, right? I'm trying to remember what I asked to do. It might have been like, kiss on your chest and explore your chest and to be able to sit there and think this is just for me right like i get to explore i get to be curious i get i don't need to you'll tell me right like if i hurt you but i just get to soak this up i i don't it's not about you it's literally not about you Mm. I just get to enjoy it. The other side, when it's time to receive, it's three minutes, and then it is about just laying back and receiving that touch from your partner, which is so nice if you can successfully kind of click your brain over to 
it's just time for this. Yes. It's almost like vacation. Yes. It's like a little three-minute vacation. Mm-hmm. If you can click your brain mm-hmm. over to allowing yourself to receive. Yeah. So when you were taking from me, too, it was very freeing, which I hope this connects to some audience members. Sometimes when you are taking from me and I'm in a sexual encounter with you, I will get in this weird performative mode where I'm like wondering if I should arch my back more or moan for you to make you think that I enjoy this or like look at you sexy or I wonder what I look like and I really get into this weird performance brain. Mm -hmm. And when I knew that you were taking from my body in a way that you wanted to, and that all I needed to do was lay back and allow you to take how you wanted to take. It was so damn sexy. I was like, I don't need to do anything. Like, he's having a good time because he's getting exactly what he wanted. Like, what he asked for. And I've already said yes. I don't I don't need to, like, signal. Like, this is – because it's not receiving. Do, do you hear the difference? Like, it's not for me. I don't need to moan to make him feel proud of what he's doing that's for me. It's not for me. The the gift that I'm giving right now is an allowance of my body. And that brain shift, mind-blowing. I don't need to moan. No, just give. Like, give this gift. Allow him to receive this gift, which is the taking. And so great. Because we should be able to do that. We should be able to take from our partners. Like, oh, I want to grab that ass, right? Mm-hmm. And not have the partner be like, oh, that feels so good all mm-hmm. the time. It's. Yeah, we can give and receive without, with, while being authentic mm-hmm. and just genuine in the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good purposeful, like placed moan or that feels so good. Can you do more of that? I am all for that. I think that's a great sexual communication. And. It can get exhaustive if you're staying there in your mind where you're thinking like, oh, well, if I don't know that, they don't, they don't know that I like that and they, I, I better keep communicating. That can get exhausting. Mm-hmm. So that was really freeing for me. Nice. Like just allow him to take from you. And then it's also really hot because it's like, again, that same uh, client that I was referencing, you want to do what? Like mm-hmm. that's just really fun to be like, they like that part of me. That's really cool. Yeah. All in all, it was really great. What would you say, like, your biggest takeaway from playing the game was? Uh, the anticipation. Uh, the build of, like, when the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then uh, being okay with, like, my weakness or my thing that I'm a little less uncomfortable with. Being okay with that. And getting to kind of bathe in, not being okay with it, just bathe in accepting, um, like, pleasure. Yeah. How did it make, because we did go on to have a sexual encounter, post mm-hmm. it. How did it make the sexual encounter? That much better. Yeah. It was mind-blowing. Yeah. It's a great game. We need to play it more often. Yeah. I highly mean, recommend this game. Highly recommend It's a little corny, like, conceptually, but, like, once you get into it, and then if you can actually get into it, great. Why do you think, because you, you had a special, like, shout-out moment to the people who might be thinking this is corny or yada, yada. Yeah. In your mind, like in your lived experience, why Why is that? Oh, it's my cynical brain. That's what it is. It's just I'm naturally cynical. I, I, I think a lot of... I'm not naturally like, oh, yeah, let's see what happens. I'm naturally like, that's fucking stupid. That's just that's where my mind goes. Why do you think? Because I was born that way. 
Gaga. Shout out. Oh, is that a lyric? Is that a song lyric from her? Yeah, because I, I I find a lot of my male clients are cynical about this game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I have theories that yeah, our culture does not celebrate play and artistic expression, especially in people we are raising as little boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we celebrate toughness and right protection and these things, and this does take a lot of vulnerability. And I heard you say that earlier, um, so shout out to any person who's pushing through that because I think it's harder. I do. And yeah. so I want I want there to be an element of respect here. I don't roll my eyes at the people who are resistant to this game. They're resistant to this game because the systems that we've been raised in make people raised in boy bodies very resistant to these things. Yeah, just say yes. And if it sucks, it's 12 minutes also. And you can do anything. I did the math. You did the math. Yep. Yeah, it's 12. Good job. Thanks for chatting about this, baby. I really appreciate it. No problem. I will share this podcast far and wide (laughs) with our tens of listeners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love you. Love you too. Have a great Monday. The opinions expressed on this podcast are just that opinions. We encourage you to take what you like and leave the rest. We love research and hope you do your own. We hope that our successes and failures enable you to build the partnerships you dream about. So I like to take a little minute just at the end of these podcasts to talk about the platform that we use for our podcast called Anchor. When we were first getting into the scene of podcasting, I didn't know much, but did a simple Google search um, and found that by just uploading one high-res video to Anchor's platform, it does the rest of the work for me, pushes out the audio and video to every platform podcast users use. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I'd love to tell you more about Anchor.